Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. What? <laughs> yes. What were some of your favorite toys as a child? Oh. Hmm. I think for me it was and continues to be my Easy Bake Oven. Yes. I still have the same one. Nice. That I had when I was a youth. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. What else did I play with a lot? I read a lot. Yeah, I read a lot. So that was like the biggest one. I mean, I, I have always liked super tiny things. So like mm-hmm. like Barbie kitchen and stuff. So it has, you know, just tiny little appliances. Yeah. It's like, they're so little. Yeah. So. I know I loved Play-Doh. Yeah? Play-Doh and Legos and like things that you can make stuff with. Yeah. I always had a lot of fun with. Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember anything super specific though. Like I didn't really have a lot of dolls. I had Barbies. That I think were just default given to me and I gave them all haircuts. Sure. <laughs> that's well, how you knew. That's how I knew <laughs> that I was gay. I mean, going to be a hairdresser. <laughs> but yeah, I don't remember anything that I was like, I'm sure there was something that I was yeah. like crazy for. Yeah. But I think I got a lot of like coloring books and Play-Doh and Legos and, you know. Yeah. I had fun little kid stuff. And I saw one at like an 80s toy store, but I was in a completely different state. Yeah, and I had to get on a plane, or I might have bought one, which is kind of dumb because I don't need it. It's one of those things that I wish I still had, but I don't really want to buy it again. Right? Yeah. But I had when I was a kid, I had this strawberry shortcake back before she got like a redesign, and she was still like a super cute, like wearing all these frilly aprons and stuff. Mm-hmm. They gave her like jeans <laughs> now. Why? <laughs> but the um, liberal media. I know. It was like a giant strawberry and you opened it up and it was like a bakery that she had. And oh. You made like little strawberry pies and stuff. I think I remember this. Yeah. That's cute. It was cute. And then I think my mom got rid of it. Wow, mom. I know. She she used to do that sometimes. Sorry, mom, if you're listening. Where <laughs> I would come home from school and she had gotten rid of my stuff. And I was like, oh. She's like, well, you weren't going to let it go. <laughs> I was like, because I wanted it still. Ah, who knows? My mom used to do that with stuff too. Yeah. But mostly things that she didn't want to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. That's different. My mom was just like, you know, it's got to go. You have too much stuff. Oh, why do you have this pile of bra tags with mostly naked women on them in your desk? <laughs> Weird. They're just not there anymore. All of your Barbies keep ending up in the same bed with their very short haircuts. Why is this? I don't know, mom. I also remember having a halter top. That I thought was cool because I was like in sixth grade. Yeah. And my mom hated that I had a halter top. Yeah. And I was like, it's just. It's your shoulders, Bucket Snake. I know, I was like. Showing everybody your shoulders. I got it because we were going to go to Kings Island or Kentucky Kingdom or something. And I was like, it's going to be hot. Yeah. I don't know. I was a little baby. Yeah. I didn't know. Anyway. <sighs> Who knows? Those aren't toys. Nope. That's just my trauma. <laughs> 
It's fun for everyone. Yes. Bucket snakes trauma. Well, hell yeah. I was just wondering, you know, some of the things that stuck out in your brain. My brother had a huge Lego collection too. Yeah. We played with that all the time. I and love Legos. And you still do. Yep. That's true. Does he keep all of the Legos that you all get every Christmas? Mm-hmm. That's cute. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I got to find a good set. Yeah. It's almost time. I know. I didn't get one last year because I think he asked for something else. Well, we talked about it beforehand. And oh, I was yeah. like, we can still... Because the last Didn't couple of years... Didn't you get him a years... bunch of plants last year? Or was that for his oh, birthday? Oh, yeah. No, I did get him last year um, yeah. for Christmas. But a bunch of the sets that I got him are like three in one. And you can build like three things oh, out of it. So I was fun. like, we can still... We could just break down one of the ones that mm. we've already made and make un- like one of the other things. And we can still have our four-hour Christmas tradition of putting Legos together yeah. where he can't see the instructions. <laughs> and I just tell him step-by-step step what to do. I love that. It's a good time. Yeah, it sounds fun. But yeah, that's what I was doing. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Well. Well. I'm Meat Witch. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Bucket Snake. Yeah. And this is Replay Rewind. It's a podcast. We talk about movies and the surrounding time period. Mm-hmm. In a pop culture sort of way. Yeah. And this month we're talking about November 1983. And this episode is the theme episode, which will be an episode that relates thematically mm. to the movie that we're going to do next week. There you go. And since we're doing a Christmas story next week, I figured it would be fun to talk about like some hot toys that everybody wanted to get their hands on mm-hmm. throughout the years. Yeah. Because the Christmas story is about the Red Rider BB gun. Yeah. Yeah. It was a... Hot commodity. Oh, yeah. It's in the the front window of the toy store and he walks by it. He's fogging up the glass and he's just like, I need that. Everybody's like, no. (laughs) You'll shoot your eye out, Shoot your eye out. Even Santa Claus. (laughs) You like a nice football? Yeah, football. Anyway, (laughs) so I figured I would go way back and just see like what some of the most popular toys were just throughout time. Yeah, because the toy craze is not new. No. And some of them, so in 1936... Monopoly was really mm-hmm. popular. Everybody was playing it, which is cool because it's still around. Yeah. And then I learned Has that anyone in... ever finished a game of Monopoly? Wait, the problem with Monopoly <laughs> is it doesn't have like a finish line. You kind of just have to concede like, yeah, there's no way for me out of this hole. Like you own everything. You have mm-hmm. all the money, mm-hmm. but it's not like a set like. Yeah, I could play reached the end until you literally have, you know, mortgaged all your whatever mm-hmm. and like have no money. But yeah, it, you always just kind of get to a point where you're like, I mean, I feel like you win. Right. Yeah. And so that's that's another reason why I dislike that game mm-hmm. so much is there's no like, OK, we know it's over. Yeah. You know, you all just kind of have to like, eh. I feel like it's just when everybody gets hungry. You're like, yeah, okay, we're done. <laughs> We've been sitting here. <laughs> Did you get the pink 50s, grandma? <laughs> it's two in the morning, grandma. Yeah. Yeah. But what I learned about it, which I think is very cool, is that in 1941, the British Secret Intelligence Service teamed up with the guy who held the Monopoly license for the UK and had him create special versions of it that had real money in them and maps and compasses and metal files like hidden in the game boards to distribute to British soldiers who were prisoners of war in Nazi camps. Oh, to keep them busy. To help them escape. Oh. Yeah. Because, like, the uh, all parties in World War One agreed, you know, if we have your prisoner of war, there are certain things that, you know, we're going to make sure they get fed. We're going to mm-hmm. make, you know, it was all, like, part of the Geneva Convention. And so yeah. 
the Nazis agreed to let the Red Cross come in and bring like these care packages for the British soldiers. And yeah. one of the categories of things that they were allowed to bring in was called uh, games and pastimes. Hmm. And so they could bring like books and stuff like that. And so then they went to this guy who was making Monopoly games and was like, how do we get tools to, yeah. to our how soldiers? Do we sneak these in there. And so they went with Monopoly. And the reason that they went with him was because he was one of the only people who had the technology to print things on silk. And oh. so they were printing these maps on silk, which makes no noise. Ah. If you're like trying to sneak around, you're not like folding a bunch of paper. And they could also like just jam it down their shoe, you know, if somebody yeah. was like, it folds up really nicely. And so yeah. I just think that was so cool. So the they would tell the soldiers, you know, before they went into battle, mm. be like, if you get caught and you see a Monopoly game and it has a red dot on the free parking there's a map inside of there and oh. there's real money and there's a compass which was just like one of the little game pieces was a compass yeah that's and so then, cool like the nazis didn't know to look for it so yeah i know <laughs> hell yeah monopoly like, guy monopoly just got a lot cooler unfortunately um none of them exist to this day because they were also instructed to destroy the game once they pulled all the cool yeah. stuff out of it because if somebody to keep the ruse yeah, yeah i was gonna say or to keep somebody the secret. escaped exactly so they wouldn't know that's how they got out yup that's so cool. I know. I thought that was super interesting. Good job, Monopoly. So then in 1952, Mr. Potato Head came out and was real hot. And originally, you were supposed to provide your own potato. <laughs> so it was just the pieces? It was just the pieces. Aww. And it was like, stick it into any vegetable you've got lying around. <laughs> and so like the pictures on the front are just like these eyes and lips and nose just jammed into a turnip or like just whatever you had. The original emoji. I know. <laughs> That's so funny. It was just a box full of like 30 something pieces and it didn't they didn't start providing a plastic potato until 1964. Huh. Yeah. That's fun. I know. I want that. I, I know. Want to spruce up my veggies. <laughs> yeah, just keep them on the shelf until yeah. you go to cook them and they're very don't, confusing don't for got a vegan. Faces. That's true. You're like I can't even I can't I can eat nothing. My <laughs> potato has a personality oh, now. Oh god. I've befriended him. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, in 1959, Barbie came out. Out of the closet? <laughs> <laughs> and she's been around, you know, ever yeah. since then, which is cool. 1993, talk boys were hot. But honestly, it's not what I'm here to talk about. Oh, okay. I'm here to talk about three separate times that people lost their minds <laughs> because of toys that came out. Three separate times that people lost their minds. <laughs> <laughs> the first one being... In November of 1983, actually, mm -hmm. which is wild that it worked out that way. Yeah. Because this was not the first year that Cabbage Patch Kids were around. Yeah. But for some reason, Christmas of 1983, they were the toy that every child felt like they needed to have. Yeah. And so... Yeah, it's weird how that happens. Yeah. That it was just like, this is the one... I yeah, don't know. just this year, everyone was like, oh, shit. Yeah, because they had been around for like... A long time before then. But yeah, for some reason, that was the thing. Everybody wanted them. And so you got, you saw these people standing in line outside of stores, you know, hours before they opened to try and get their hands on one. Mm -hmm. And stores started doing things like, you know, going out to people who are standing in the parking lot and handing out one coupon, you know, per customer. And, you know, yeah, you can trade this in, you know. So one store, what they had them do was they would hand you a coupon and then you took that to the register and you paid for your Cabbage Patch doll. And then you went around to the back of the store where they would give you your Cabbage Patch doll. Oh, shit. Because they were just trying to keep like yeah. the masses. Keep people busy. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so I watched a couple different videos of just reporters like going to stores being like, what are you guys all staying in the bargain lot for? And they're like, Cabbage Patch dolls. There's one store where the manager like stands up on the counter and he's waving a baseball bat around and he's just like, all y'all need to calm down. <laughs> like, I will get to you. And then they're just chucking Cabbage Patch dolls at people. Oh, my God. Which is crazy. Yeah. Damn. They talked to one lady who's like, my husband works at this Toys R Us and I couldn't even get one. Like, I had to stand in line like everybody else, you know. And she's like, I got a little boy. I wanted a girl, but at least I have one. Yeah. You know, I did my best. It's okay. It's a doll. It doesn't matter. Right. (laughs) They talked to this other store that didn't normally sell toys like that at all. Mm. But they set up a little trading post on their counter and they were like, you can sell your Cabbage Patch doll here. For $40, which mm-hmm. they were originally retailing for 20 Oh. So they're like, sell them here for 40 and then they would turn around and sell them for $50. Oh, shit. And this reporter talks to this woman who bought one from there, you know, and he's like, you're spending $30 extra. You know, it's $20 in a store. Why are you spending $50? And she's like, I haven't seen one in a store anywhere. Yeah. And I know I'm paying like twice as much, but I'm saving myself gas and hassle. Like, there is one, you know? I'm, right. I'm saving myself $30 worth of driving around looking for one. Yeah, so absolutely. it's totally worth it. Especially back then. Mm-hmm. It's not like you could just, like, Google who had one. For sure. <laughs> You'd, like, literally just had to drive around. Yeah. But when you think about, in 1983, money, $20 retail yeah. is, like, $60 a piece. And then they're, she's buying one for 50 which is about $150, so... This is all you get for Christmas. <laughs> and it doesn't even do anything. Yeah. Like, I had a Cabbage Patch doll when I was a kid, and I really liked it. Yeah, I mean, they're it cute. it doesn't do anything. No. It's just crazy. They talked to another store that had, like, a thousand customers in the parking lot, and they were like, okay, well, line up. And they took them in one at a time to the back room to pick out a doll. That they never even made it to the sales floor. They were just like, here's the shipment that we got. Just yeah. come get it out of the storeroom. And they had 120 of them for these like a thousand people. Oh, no. I can't imagine just like standing in line for something for so long and then being like, uh, we got a hundred of them. Yeah. So 900 Sorry. of you can just go home, I guess. That reminds me of, I worked at Old Navy for a long time when I was younger. My very first shift was the night that they do like the midnight release of the one dollar flip-flops oh god which i don't think they do that anymore but at the time they did and i (laughs) it was my first shift and i'd never worked and they were basically just like they didn't take anything out of boxes they just like took the box to the front of the store and set them out and our job was just to like stand there and wait for the box to be empty and then go back and get another box (laughs) i know I was like, man, these sell for $5. Normally, it's not that exciting. Yeah. They're <laughs> the shitty flip-flops. Like, they're oh, yeah. not even... What? Do you need them that badly? How many pair do you need? That's just wild. I know. I know. People go nuts for the weirdest things. I just don't get it. I watched another video where this guy's standing outside talking to this line of ladies who have been there for a long time, you know, and it's, I mean, it's kind of cold because he's in, like, Pennsylvania or whatever. Yeah, and it's November. Yeah. And he's asking them, you know, uh, would you fight somebody for a Cabbage Patch Kid? doll if you had to you know and they're all like no absolutely not you know that's it's just a toy and one lady from the front of the line goes i would <laughs> and he goes to talk to her and she's like yeah no absolutely are you kidding me and her friend who's standing next to her is like i've been standing out here for 45 minutes i'm not leaving here empty-handed yeah <laughs> like oh damn 45 whole minutes huh right it's like that ain't that long it's not even dark out here right 
And then he goes and talks to another lady and he's like, would you be willing to make a mad dash for one? And she thinks about it for a second. She's like, yeah, I mean, for my daughter, yeah, I'd do anything for her, which I mean is sweet. But I also feel like <laughs> you can just tell your kid that they, I don't have one. You don't there get aren't one. Any. It's yeah. okay. They'll be fine. It's yeah, just, it's well, not like it's food. All these people running and tripping over each other and grabbing Cabbage Patch dolls. Yeah, and, and getting hurt. Yeah. Yeah. And then seeing people being like, well, I guess I'll call my niece in California and see if she can get me one and ship it here to Pennsylvania and maybe it'll get here on time. Or one lady was like, I'll drive to New York. It's like two hours. You know, that's not that bad. And it's like, I guess, man. Or you can just say, Sorry. you don't get one. Maybe we'll try again in March. Like, yeah, they're going to make more. They, they have to. They have the to. demand is so high. <laughs> they're still making them to this day. Just right. wait a little bit. Absolutely wild. Speaking of getting hurt over toys, mm -hmm. in 1996 was the release of Tickle Me Elmo. I remember. Which, yeah, we were actually around for that one. Yeah. Saw the same thing. And I feel like people were a little less civilized in 1996 than they were in 1983. Yeah, absolutely. And it, and it was just the same problem. Like, they released Tickle Me Elmo in july of 96 and everybody's like oh yeah he's cute yeah originally it wasn't even an elmo doll it got pitched as just a monkey named tickles the chimp oh <laughs> fingers the monkey <laughs> <laughs> which is like oh boy yeah. and then the toy company that made it was like well we should really start it was Tyco preschool yeah like we should start trying to make like licensed stuff licensing yeah. was really getting you know super popular mm -hmm. But they didn't have Sesame Street license. They only had Looney Tunes. So there is, there does exist out there a Tickle Me Baby Bugs Bunny and like Tasmanian Devil Aww. and stuff like that. And then they lost their Looney Tunes licensing, but I they want got a Tickle Me Taz. Yeah. That's so Especially because it's like the, a baby one. I know. Aww. But so they lost that license and they got the license to Sesame Street characters. And so they're like, okay, which one of these, mm -hmm. you know, and is they, most likely to be ticklish? Right obviously elmo yeah and so back then too it was still kevin clash who mm. was voicing him and they sold for 28.99 a piece which is roughly 55 dollars yeah and again they don't do very much you squeeze them and they just wiggle yeah and they giggle and, giggle yeah. and like elmo's little just like <laughs> uh-huh and then it's like that tickles and you're like yep yep <laughs> That's it. I mean, that's what kids like, the simple things. Yeah, that's true. It is cute. I mean, if yeah. you love Elmo and you're like, I get to squeeze him and he's my friend. Make him laugh. And look, he got legs. He's got legs. He's kicking him. <laughs> that's true. I do love seeing Muppets' legs. I know. It's so funny. We'll never not be. Kermit the Frog's legs. Oh, weird. So funny. Good time. <laughs> There's little sticks. <laughs> <laughs> but so initially, Tycho Preschool made 400,000 of them, you know, mm -hmm. in July and from July until Thanksgiving, they were selling relatively normally, and then they sold out. Yeah. Part of the reason, which I do remember this happening, is Rosie O'Donnell talked about them on her show. Oh, and yeah. Tycho sent her 200 to give out to her audience. Yeah. Um, but that was like two months before. It was in like October. Yeah. So they were like, it wasn't, you know, an immediate like, oh, everybody needs to get one. Right. But she still, you know, was kind of like, hey, here's this thing. Mm -hmm. This is supposed to be like a hot toy this Christmas. So, yeah, like I said, by Thanksgiving, they'd sold out, which is when the absolute panic set in. Mm. So Tycho made 600,000 more of them. Oh, shit. And they still sold out in weeks. Damn. People were fighting in parking lots and stores. There were two women in Chicago who were arrested for fighting in a parking lot. 
Um, people were seen just running down the streets in New York chasing vans on their way to toy stores because they're like, they've got Elmo dolls in oh there. It's just like fucking running after them. This is a real Willy Wonka and the Golden Ticket yeah. situation. One man at a store in New Brunswick in Canada was trampled <gasps> because a group of people there to get Tickle Me Elmo dolls saw one of his coworkers hand him a box full of them and they just rushed at him and trampled him. He suffered injuries to his jaw, knees, and back. He pulled his hamstring. He broke a rib and got a concussion. Oh, buddy. I know. It's like, just set the box down and run, my dude. I don't think- You don't get paid enough. I don't think Elmo would like this. Oh. I know. It's not- (laughs) It's not very Elmo behavior, guys. (laughs) That's not very Elmo of you, okay? (laughs) Yeah, that's wild. Allegedly, there was one sold in Denver for $1,500. Allegedly. No, not sure if that's true. But I saw multiple people were like, allegedly, $1,500. Okay. I I just can't. (laughs) I don't understand. I have never wanted anything so badly that I would be willing to shove another human being out of my way to get it. No, not an item. I mean, if I were starving. Sure, that's different. But even then. I'd be like, oh, you're probably hungry too. Right. You know, like, I don't know. Yeah. That's a wild concept to yeah. me. No, to to trample another human being because you're just trying to get this doll for your child. Yeah, for Christmas. For which Christmas. is like, what is the spirit of Christmas here, guys? Yeah, but Not that. if you don't get it, then all their faith in Santa. We saw the Santa Claus. That guy didn't get his weenie whistle at three years old and then he never believed in Santa Claus again. That's true. So, you know, you risk crushing your child's Christmas spirit. I guess. Our parents' generation is just fucking whack. No, that is true. (laughs) Like, they, I just feel like their generation gets mad at us for feeling entitled Mm -hmm. and for wanting participation trophies. Mm -hmm. But who was out here demanding participation trophies for their children? Yeah. Who made them and handed them out? Beating people up. Yeah. For toys that your kids didn't need. Yeah. Telling their children, you can be anything you want. And it's like, well, you have to work hard. Yeah. No, you don't. You just have to go to college. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's all it takes. Yeah. Who knows? Anyway, the last toy Mm. craze that I wanted to talk about. So interesting. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Is Beanie Babies. Oh, yeah. Let's hear it. And this one I found 
more interesting because there wasn't quite the physical rush, mm-hmm. but it was, you know, hugely popular and people spent a lot of money and mm-hmm. the Beanie Baby craze lasted a couple of years and it was also sort of manufactured yeah. by the guy who made them. Yeah. So it's kind of a similar situation to what we talked about last week with the oversaturation of video games. Yeah. Yeah. There are just so many Beanie Babies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which at first is what made them popular, but then also ended up being their downfall. So bum, bum, bum. initially what happened was this guy, the creator of Beanie Babies, Ty Warner. So he named his company after himself. Cool move. Oh, I thought his name was going to be a Beanie Baby. <laughs> no, his name's Ty. He was working for a different toy company and he started just making stuffed animals at his house Mm -hmm. on his own. They were these Himalayan cats with really long, soft, beautiful fur and they had beans in their butt to help them sit upright. Oh, cute. Yeah. Yeah. Because he was like, nobody is doing this. He said, every, all the stuffed animals on the market right now are overstuffed and they don't, they have no movement. Yeah. And so he was understuffing them. So they flopped around a little more and you could move their little legs and make them dance and talk and walk or whatever. That's cute. But he put beans in, in their bottoms so that they wouldn't just completely flop over. They still had a little bit of structure and they got fired for making toys (laughs) on the side because he already worked for a toy company. And he was like, I don't care. This is going to be fucking big. So he took, he made nine Beanie Babies initially, Mm. the very first of which is Legs the Frog. And he took them in 1993 to a toy fair. And everybody was like, "Eh, eh." yeah, we've seen. They're just little animals, whatever. Who cares? And he was like, I'm going to show all (laughs) y'all. They're going to be huge. Which apparently. His villain origin story yes well apparently this guy was kind of a dick to begin with he wasn't yeah. like i love creating little animals like he was in his heyday when he was worth like 1.7 billion dollars or whatever he took his niece out to get ice cream and he was like make sure your parents give you money for that ice cream because i'm not paying for it just like what he also according to this book he also uh his when his dad died he waited five days to tell his sister so he could go to his dad's house and get all his antique furniture first oh my god so uh this guy's kind of shithead anyway doesn't know the rules where you just write your name on the bottom of the furniture (laughs) it says ty right there got a little heart around it see so anyway, he was like, no, no, no. These guys are going to take off. It's going to be great. Because a lot of people were like, they're just, they're kind of cheaply made. Like, mm. you know, the colors are really bright and like the material is kind of cheap. You know, they're not yeah. going to. He was like, no, no, no. Well, he's making them at home, you know. Also. But so he was like, he just started making them. And he not only, he sold them to, you know, the major stores, but he also took them to like mom and pops and stuff. And mm. he was like, you should. And they were like, yeah, these are cute. And they're, you know, fairly cheap. $5 a piece, whatever. We're selling. Sure. And so they did you know, start selling fairly well. Yeah. But what really made them take off was a tactic that he had learned from a couple different sources. One of the stuffed animals that he made was a lamb called Lovey. She didn't actually have any beans, but it was still like a Thai like stuffed animal. Yeah. That was hugely popular in hospitals and stuff. Oh. But the manufacturer of some of the materials that he used had to shut down. And so he couldn't get these specific anim- mm. like parts to make the stuffed animal. And so he's like, well, I just have to quit making them. Mm. And these hospitals were calling and they're like, you know, we're trying to buy all the, we used to buy them all the time. They're like hu- hugely yeah. popular here. We want to keep selling them. And he was like, well, I can't make them anymore. And they were like mad. Yeah. But then he remembered this other company that he knew of that sold these gnomes, like garden gnomes. Mm-hmm. 
And every once in a while, they would just break a mold. So they'd be like, we can no longer make that gnome. He's This is it. The ones that exist oh. now are the ones that exist. And so he told these people mm-hmm. trying to get Lovey the lamb, he was like, actually, she's retired. And so everyone was like, oh, shit, this oh. is a hot commodity now. You know, like, I have to get my hands on the one that I have now is a limited yeah, supply. You, yeah. know? you can't get them anymore. Manufactured so. scarcity. Exactly. Yeah. And so he just started occasionally retiring beanie babies for no reason you know yeah. and he would just say oh we're this one's retiring soon you mm-hmm. know like and people would just go oh shit i have to get my hands on it well that's like when disney used to put movies in the vault yeah 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 the exact same thing where it's just like who knows when the next time you'll be able to buy this thing is so yeah. maybe you should get it but so that was already starting to get people you know being like paying attention you mm-hmm. know like do i have that one yet i have to go get it but there were two sets of best friends both in chicago who were really credited with like super sparking this craze mm. one of the sets both of their names were becky which i thought was really cute oh and then the other one um was just these two ladies but one of them was a doctor yeah and so she had to call hospitals all the time and she was like you know what i'm already on the phone with this other hospital once she was done talking to the doctor or the administrator or whoever she would like transfer me over to the gift shop Oh. And she would ask them which Beanie Babies they had. Yeah. And she would just go ahead and buy them and be like, ship them to my house. Oh. And so she was like extending her reach, you know, yeah. a lot more. To, to up her collection. Exactly. Yeah. And then one of the Beckys was like, I'm just trying to get all of them. I want to make sure that I have a complete collection. So she started posting ads in the newspaper saying, you know, I want I want this one and this one. Listen, I'll pay $10 or I'll pay $20 for it. Yeah. And she was like, I was just pulling numbers out of my ass, you know, just like whatever. Yeah. But because she was adding, um, assigning value, people mm-hmm. were like, oh, this one's worth $20. And yes. so, you know, it's harder to get a hold of. Mm-hmm. And so people just started calling their friends, you know, nationwide and the word spread and it became this thing where it was like people wanted to get their hands on all of them. Yeah. To make sure they had them because this person had shown them that they will increase in value exactly and so other people were like yeah oh these are limited if you have all of them they're worth more you know like yeah a a fake craze exactly yeah so one of these ladies found a supplier because like germany was a little bit behind as far as like getting them and like Mm -hmm. that sort of thing or retiring them and so she found like a box of these chili the polar bear Mm -hmm. and she bought them for seven dollars a piece and then she turned around and sold them for eighteen hundred dollars in the united states oh shit i know and then one of the other ladies i'm pretty sure it was the doctor just like kind of quietly sold some of her rarer beanie Mm -hmm. babies and used the proceeds to adopt a child oh wow (laughs) so she was like making enough money yeah that she was like yes here are these these 10 beanie babies human baby please (laughs) i will trade you 10 fake babies for one (laughs) Real baby. Exactly. They don't eat very much. So, you know, <laughs> there's absolutely nuts. But then, so, I mean, like a lot of things like that, you know, for these women and for some other people, it worked out really well mm. where, you know, they they bought them and sold them at the right time and had like sources, you know, like a friend in Germany who could get a hold of them. Cheaper, right, right. Yeah. And then other people bought a ton of them and then just sat on them until they died with no money because they spent, you know, hundreds of thousands sure that these things were gonna like just increase in value over time yeah and it didn't work out i'm 95 percent certain there is a trash bag 
full of beanie babies in the attic in the house I grew up in. Oh, really? I am sure it's still there. I can't imagine anybody went up there and got it down. Yeah. My grandma bought us all beanie babies saying the same thing that they would increase in value and you know we would be able to pay for college yeah by selling them and she but she only bought us the bears oh okay i don't know why she just liked those the best i guess so we i'm sure there is a trash bag of all the bears (laughs) for 10 years yeah up there yeah you could probably make a good 35 dollars off of it <laughs> yeah. if you found somebody who's like man i love those beanie baby bears yeah i mean when i was researching this i was looking at them and i was like i wish i still had mine yeah but i'm not willing to pay more than five dollars a piece for them, right so. i know actually my stepdad wants to clean out part of the upstairs at my childhood home maybe well, i'll find them you tell him i'll give him 35 dollars for that bag of beanie babies <laughs> The ones that I was looking at, I was like, oh, man, I kind of actually really want these were the teeny beanie babies. I know. They're so cute. They're so cute. So if you recall, mm-hmm. um, beanie baby, like Ty teamed up with McDonald's and started putting teeny beanie babies mm-hmm. in Happy Meals, the Happy Meals. Yeah. And so people, you know, they were like, OK, we know like it's 1997. This is the height yeah. of beanie baby craze Mm -hmm. and they manufactured a hundred million of them to put in you know happy meals and they were like we knew that demand was gonna be big yeah but even still they were like okay this is way more than we anticipated and some mcdonald's stores were getting 15 to 20 sometimes 25 calls every half hour just being like which ones do you have oh god um the lady who wrote this book that i Mm-hmm. like sourced all this from which is just about the beanie baby boom she was saying some customers ordered a hundred happy meals and asked the cashier to keep the food and then she went on to say so many calls came in that one store in ohio had employees answer the phone with good morning mcdonald's we have the moose and the lamb <laughs> yeah it's just like i mean you'd have to yeah she's like i know why you're calling yeah oh, you actually want a big mac why would you call just come to the store well yeah that's fair <laughs> Yeah, it's like, I know why you're calling on the phone. You want to see which Beanie Babies we have. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but those are the super cutest ones. But I mean, like for Ty Warner, in 1996, his personal income was $90 million. In 98, it was $700 million. So I mean, this man was just like... Raking it in. Making money hand over fist. And then I think in 97, he gave everyone who worked at his company a Christmas bonus equal to their annual salary. Oh, that's so nice. I know. <laughs> So he's kind of a dick. Kind of a dick. But, but also, also, like, he was like, tight. yeah, you guys made me rich, you know. Yeah. Like, so. And, yeah, so they came out, like I said, they came out in 93 and they went strong until January of 1999, which when Ty announced several retirements mm. and saw no increase in demand, he was like, hey, because he used their website to be like, this yeah. guy's, you know, retiring. And he would also sometimes be like, I might retire this one. Yeah. And then wouldn't. See. Yeah. But just, yeah, just to see. But so he announced a couple retirements and people were kind of like, eh, you know, sales didn't increase at all. Like mm-hmm. nobody was scrambling to get them. And then on the same day, he announced 24 new Beanie Babies, which was just so overwhelming to people that they were like, you know what? I give up. Yeah. <laughs> and it just kind of like fizzled out. Everybody just kind of let it go. Yeah. There's just too many. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, he his his head got too big. Mm-hmm. But There's too many animals on the planet. It's true. It's the problem. It's true. He had to make stop making every... so many damn bears. Yeah, 
I mean, there's so many bears. <laughs> but yeah, so I thought that was interesting. So a lot less uh, violent yeah. with the beanie baby craze. But, you know, very interesting that some people literally financially ruined themselves. Where is Ty now? Collecting teeny... Uh, he owns a bunch of hotels. Oh. Yeah. He still makes toys. Yeah. Because, like, Ty still exists as a company. Yeah. Now they have those animals that have giant eyeballs that are super sparkly. Oh, that's a type. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they still have all the little tags, you know, and they get a little poem and a name and a birthday and everything. That's cute. So, I mean, they're still making them, but he also he bought a bunch of hotels. He's uh, doing fine. <laughs> <laughs> He's fine. Yeah. He's fine. He's not in an alley anywhere. No, 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 no. Yeah. Still around. Wild. Do you remember, what are those things called that they sold at the Disney stores that were tiny? Oh, the Sum Sum? Yes. The they're v- all just like. The, the very round shaped. Yes. Oh and they my stack God. on top of each other. Those are so cute. They're so cute. I still have one. They make me cry. Oh, I have a at. little Dumbo and he lives on the dashboard of my car. There's they're just I just can't. Yeah, they're very cute. I know. Like beanie babies are like, oh, that's cute. But like those things, man. <laughs> eyes are wet. <laughs> <laughs> they are adorable. I mean, it helps too that it's like a, like a softened pastel version of like a character you already love yeah but i don't know there are some beanie babies that really like mm. have a heavy nostalgia factor for yeah. me and i wish that i still had some Aww. of them i had a robin beanie baby yeah. for a really long time because that was my mom's name but then yeah. one of our dogs oh one of the dogs chewed the beak off oh no <laughs> i still have it but yeah. it's kind of sad now it is very sad <laughs> i remember one of my best friends growing up had a little mel the koala that she loved oh but he was slowly losing beans and they couldn't figure out from where because <laughs> she was like my mom keeps trying to like patch him up you yeah. know like whatever scene so that he'll stop she's like we can't figure out where he's losing beans from but he just kept getting like skinnier and skinnier as he lost beans why would you spill the beans <laughs> where are your beans going mel <laughs> Smell the beans. Oh, he was cute. I don't know. I I like the smallness of them. Yeah. You know, and yeah. they do have like a little heft and you toss them around like a little bean bag. Yeah, for sure. I just think they're cute. They are cute. Wish I hadn't gotten rid of all of them. It probably wasn't me. Let's be real. It was probably my mom. Yeah. <laughs> Your mom's like an anti-hoarder. <laughs> it's true. She's like, ah, I'm sick of looking at that. <laughs> too much stuff. Gotta get rid of it. Not my stuff. Yep. I don't have too much of my stuff. Yeah. These kids though. Yeah. Yeah. So listeners, if you have... Beanie Babies somewhere. Oh, yeah. In the corners of your house. I'll take them. Oh, man. What if I find the the bag of them in the attic and we decorate in here with them? That would be so cute. We should just make the cave just as 90s as possible. Yeah. We kind of have halfway been like, oh, we have a couple things, but we should just full force. We absolutely should. People would be like, wow, you, you guys sound so good. What do you use for sound dampening? And we're like, oh, we just have Beanie Babies stapled to the walls. Fucking Beanie Babies. They're really good, it turns out. Yeah, sound dampening. <laughs> That's so we're so fun. cozy in here. We're like, they're insulation and sound dampening, and they have adorable little faces. This is a really good point. <laughs> So yes, yeah, what's your beanie babies? I mean, you know, if you if you're still cherishing them, oh yeah, yeah, and looking at them, but yeah, if you've got a box of them somewhere in storage, send them to us. What if some a house that was built in the '90s, somebody went to renovate and they went to tear down a wall, <laughs> and the insulation was just beanie <laughs> just babies? Beanie babies. <laughs> Listen, man, the soundproofing is unparalleled. <laughs> <laughs>
somebody's like secret stash that they thought would make them millions. Oh my god, yes. But they just abandoned and it. And they the forgot wall. about him and they died. And you yeah. just go to like you take a sledgehammer to the wall and there's just like a giraffe staring back at you. Like, <laughs> oh god. The beady little eyes from the walls. Oh my god. That would be so funny. I knew I felt like I was being watched. <laughs> <laughs> Do you hear? Do you hear shifting at night in the walls? It's very unsettling. Yeah, there's a gentle cascading happening. God. Oh my god, that's terrifying. Well, that's the theme. That's the theme. The theme of the month is toy craze. Yes. Let us know what toys you were crazy about. I yeah. want to hear all about it. I feel like I, I know I had to have been crazy about some kind of toy, but I don't remember. I know. There must have been something that I was like, please, please, please yeah, get me that for Christmas. My mom did stand in line outside of a Target in the cold mm. in 2008 to buy my brother a Wii. That's very nice of when her. When they first came out. And she told him straight up, she was like, I'm not doing that. I will not. Uh-huh. And then she did. That's and so they, nice. they got to pull the whole like, oh, sorry. Sorry we didn't get you one. Oh, what? So she, uh, he still has it. Good. The very same Nintendo Wii. <laughs> I remember, I don't remember what console it was, but we got a console for Christmas one year and one of us accidentally opened the controllers before the console. Yeah. Because they were like boxed separately because we had to get extra ones because they're, you know. Right. So can't just have one. No. One controller. That's so rude. We fight all, all the time. Fight. Yeah. But I just remember the surprise being ruined by being like why did you get me just a controller uh take it to your friend's house (laughs) play snes over there yeah i do love a good this is only vaguely related just about uh christmas presents that come in parts Hmm. so i decided a while ago uh that i wanted our christmas day breakfast tradition to be potato pancakes oh yeah f and love potato pancakes oh yeah and so one year, my brother and I got my dad. Well, the first thing he opened was a bag of potatoes. And mm. my mom was like, oh, weird. But I guess it's so he can cook them to make potato pancakes with. Yeah. And then the next thing he opened was a case of Aquanut. My mom was like, what the hell? And then the last thing he opened was a brand new potato cannon that we got him. Oh, shit. Because he used to have one. And then actually in classic A Christmas Story fashion, mm. my mom broke it on accident oh she said she accident she's taking the trash out she accidentally knocked it over the barrel cracked oh oops no. you know very much like in a christmas story where she breaks the leg lamp and then yeah. he's like you did it on purpose where's the glue she's like we're out of glue <laughs> and so we still to this day we're like uh-huh accident yeah you accidentally knocked mm-hmm. over the potato can so we got him a new one but first we were like potatoes and hairspray which is what you use as your fuel yeah that it was a good one. Dangerous. Because my mom was like, what? Oh, no. And I was like, yes! <laughs> <laughs> yes! It was a good time. That's cute. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. Well, until next week, you can find us on the internet. We'll be on Instagram and Tumblr at Replay Rewind Podcast, or you can send us a Gmail, Replay Rewind Podcast at a gmail.com. You can listen to our other episodes on Stitcher, Spotify, Apple, Google, maybe Amazon. Who knows? Maybe we'll be there soon. Look for us. Find us. Maybe so. Uh, if you want to support us financially, which you should, it's Christmas. <laughs> 
you can go over to our Patreon, patreon.com slash replay rewind podcast and check out all of our bonus episodes. There's a lot more movies over there and sometimes we write our own movie. And if you sign up, we will mail you a sticker. We'll shout your name out on the show. It's pretty rad. Check it out. If you just want like one movie, if you're like, I don't really want to sign up, but I really want to hear what you think about Scream, go mm-hmm. over to our coffee page, which is ko-fi.com. And you can purchase individual episodes. And I think we got magnets and stickers and some more fun stuff over there that we'll mail to your house. I mean, like I said, it's Christmas. Buy some presents for yourself or other people that you know. Or for us. <laughs> the most important people that you know. Buy, buy them for us. <laughs> Send us our own magnets and stickers. Thank you. Yeah. I'll stick it to my fridge. <laughs> it's already there. It'll save you the postage. Anyway, if you, just, if you go to our Instagram, all the links that you need are in the bio. So go check it out. In the meantime, uh, stay fresh cheese bags and don't forget to reduce reuse recycle replay and rewind and let it go if you see a toy somebody else is reaching for it and they want it just let it go it's fine it's okay just relinquish the toy Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 